Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I I say, look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Yo, uh, We are live. Welcome to the Hey Phrase Show. It is Wednesday morning. I could not be more excited about today's guest. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Sarah Frazier, along with the fabulous Andrea Lopez Comedy. AJ. Hello. Hello. AJ. Hello. AJ. She's back at her Boca Raton home. <laughs> All right, for those of you who don't know, obviously we're social distancing, so we are not in the same studio anymore. AJ has a green screen. P.S. Girl, my green screen finally came in, so I'm super excited. I'm going to, I'm well, I don't really even know how to use it, but anyway, I'm going to like set it up. And then okay. hopefully like I will also be in some crazy Boca Raton themed, you know, background here pretty soon. Okay, thank God. And not that we don't love your background, but it's always fun to just get creative with your backgrounds. Yesterday, I had Courtney and Scott because I'm hoping that they get back together. Today, I'm in Boca Raton, Florida. Are they? Are is there talk that that now Courtney and Scott Disick are going to get back together? There is talks. Yes, there is a lot of whispers and talks. We kind of already always knew that, though, didn't we? Really? I mean, don't you feel like they wanted to take a couple years off to hook up with other people, but we always knew in the end they'd be back together? They're meant for each other. Yeah, they had to come back together. We always knew. <laughs> I 
agree. I agree. Um, guys, we are live. As you know, we've been going live throughout uh, COVID-19 on my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash HeyFrage on YouTube. HeyFrage Periscope. Shout out to you and Twitch. We're live across all boards. And first, the intro songs that you are hearing every single day this week on the HeyFrage podcast are courtesy of Action Music. His new album, Island Rocker, is out. You can get it on Spotify, on Apple Music. Please purchase it. He's a fan of Hey Frage. He's in the DMV area. We love him. So you're going to hear some of his songs starting the show and ending the show every single day this week. So that's why you're not hearing the Hey Frage intro, and we love him. Actionmusic.com is the website you can go to. Start a watch party right now. If you're on Facebook, comment. Let us know where you are watching or listening to us from. Um, we also are so excited about our guest today. Lindsay Metzelar hosts this super popular podcast called We Met at Acme, all about dating in New York City. She's a trip. I actually got to be on her live show she did at City Winery in January. And let me just tell you, AJ, she had a panel of like six people. So it was myself and um, Corinne Delgado, who works for 94.7, the radio station. So we were the only two that had any relationship experience. And then everyone else was under the age of 30. And let me just tell you, it was there was this really sweet guy there I don't even remember his name but he honestly was so loyal to his girlfriend he was like 21 and he was like the first person too young yeah too young it was the first person that he'd ever had sex with and I think she asked him a question about you know dating a woman who had slept with a lot of people and he was like well I would never slut shame (laughs) a woman ever but for me personally that would not that would be a breaking point and I'm like oh my god this is spoken seriously by someone who just lost their virginity honey wait till you're 28 you're gonna be out there slaying anything like uh, anyway I'm she curious. was trying to get a diverse panel yeah she needed to have someone who just got his knob slobbed and then he has to have you who's all over town I know I mean I think they asked a question something about like how soon after you met somebody would you have sex with them and I was like oh like 30 minutes and he was like I would it would take me several I would have to get to know their career I was like god bless you I mean I wish I had your standards sir like Anyway, I want to know all about that. Uh, So we're going to ask her, if you haven't ever checked out We Met at Acme, it is a great podcast. Subscribe to it on uh, your Spotify or on iTunes. You're going to get addicted. You're going to absolutely love it. And we can't wait to have her on. She asks and talks about all the questions of relationships. So if you have a relationship question, she's going to be joining us at 1030 a.m., okay? All right, you guys, you know, through the pandemic, this is terrible, but I didn't have a dental appointment and I didn't have an eye appointment because let's be honest, lots of us didn't take care of our health or didn't go to the doctor because we were worried about COVID and everything that was going on with the pandemic. But now that things are reopening, you have some major options like the ZocDoc app, which is totally free. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, check, I love that, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Yes, I'm doing that. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. Whether you need a primary care physician, dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc.com slash HeyFrage and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, including myself, and I'm one of them. 
it's my go-to whenever I need to see a doctor. So that's how I found a dentist and um, an eye doctor when I moved. ZocDoc makes healthcare so easy. Now's the time to prioritize you and your health. Go to ZocDoc.com slash HeyFrage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E, my old name of the show, and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Don't wait on this. Many are available as soon as today to get you in and see you. That's Zoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash HeyFrage. All right, we're hoping to get our friend Lindsay Metzelar here from We Met at Acme on the show. Age, I might have you hit her with, uh, oh, well, we've got a few minutes. Okay, I was going to say we might have you hit her with an email, make sure she got the, the link this morning. But Lindsay, yes. if you don't know, she has a really popular podcast called We Met at Acme, which is all about dating in New York City. So she's going to be joining us here in a few minutes. Um, and I want to just make sure that she's got that. So we can hit her up in a second. If you have any relationship questions that you want, leave them in the comments right now. So AJ, I was telling you, we'll hit a couple pop culture stories before we get Lindsay on. So I was telling you, you know, cops, we talked about the show earlier in the week. The longtime cop show has now yeah. officially been canceled in light of everything that has been happening nationwide protests. The, a lot of outrage about the show. And now they're calling for live PD to be canceled as well. What do you think? You, Because you often, you we joke, and I have too, on a Friday night, it's like you have a bottle of wine and watch live PD, but now everybody wants the show done. And watch live PD. Well, guess what? The good news is there's like 50 billion seasons, so you can just go back and watch reruns until you're blue in the face. Like, there's no shortage of content there. Like, don't worry. I don't honestly care if it gets canceled. I'm never watching it actually live anyway. I'm watching season eight from 10 years ago. <laughs> Wait, a live PD? Well, yeah, there's so many seasons. Really? That and, I mean, not as many as Cops, but yeah, there's a lot of seasons of Live PD. Oh, I actually thought Live PD was somehow like a new show. That it was I only... Mean, it's, it's newer than Cops, for sure, but it's definitely been a long-running show. Oh, okay, well, then I'm way, I'm way behind in the game. I thought it was like two years old. I was like, oh, what's this show where they follow live police and then they drop in on them, as we talked about, like in Knoxville, Tennessee. Well, you know, sometimes I'm wrong. I just feel like I've been watching it for 10 years. I don't know why. I do. I do. Well, most likely it's going off the air anyway. So if you liked Live PD, there is a call for it to be canceled. And I didn't even realize that Cops, that that show was still on. And it was on Paramount Network. Now, if anybody knows where the fuck you find Paramount Network, please let us know. Because I don't even know what channel that's on. Neither do I. I, I think a lot of our, our uh, listeners were like, I have no idea how to watch that. It just comes up on my TV. Like if I'm ever awake at 3 a.m. and I turn on the TV, Cops is on somehow. Well, not actually, you know what? That's a good question, though. So they were getting ready to air season 33, but they're not going to um, because it's been pulled. But that is a great question. Will they continue to air reruns or has it been pulled completely? That's actually a great point. Uh, People are saying Live PD is a revamped version of Cop Show. Absolutely, (laughs) right? They just make it seem live instead of, you know, Cops we always knew was pre-recorded. It was just that somebody was following them. Live PD is the shit. Well, April, I have bad news for you because there is now a call for it to be canceled. Uh, in the wake of everything that is happening. I used to watch it from for them to arrest my baby daddy. <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. Hopefully you just see it. Oh, April. there he is. There he is. April, you might be my favorite comment of the morning. That's hilarious. But April, my question is like, would you call him? Like, would you call them and give them a tip? Like you're like, hey, by the way, if you guys need a case, my baby daddy, here's where he lives. That's hysterical. I'm sure people call the hotline all the time. Oh my God, I love it. AJ, how are you? What were you doing overnight? 
Fantastic. You know, there's so many outdoorsy things to do here. I'm getting in touch with my nature side. I was I was all used to my New York City lifestyle, you know, me living in my shoebox apartment, right? I was really getting into the vibes of it. And then everything happened. And, you know, now I'm in Ocean City just hanging out with a bunch of senior 18-year-olds. They're legal, though. I know. I know. <laughs> They're legal. <laughs> They're legal. But, uh, but yeah, no, we've been doing barbecues. I saw you made a smoothie this morning. I made a smoothie this morning. You just kind of live in the life. Well, that was my first smoothie, by the way, ever. Okay, that's not... First off, I want to address this because that's not your first smoothie. Dan makes you smoothies every morning. I guess this is your first smoothie that you've made, right? Um... Well, here's the thing. Hold on. Lindsay Metz needs the... Um, I gotcha. I gotcha. I'll send it again. <laughs> um, she needs the link. I was just emailing with her. Um, no, Dan makes a smoothie for himself every single morning, but I have never actually made my own. And I've tried Dan's smoothies, but I don't like them because he adds a lot of like whey protein powder. Um, then there's oatmeal in it. There's avocado in it. There's um, turmeric in it. There's so many things. I don't think... Then there's like a scoop of chocolate. It, I don't think it tastes very good. So today I got inspired. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make myself a smoothie for the first damn time. And it was okay. I'm going to say it was all right. It was all right. But let me also ask you, uh, why did Dan say add avocado? Because I only put avocado in guacamole. Well, one, avocados are really good healthy fat for you. You know, he's like basically 100% vegan. Basically. Okay. Oh, yes. So yes. He does it for like the fat and protein, but he also says that it makes it like a better consistency. So he likes the consistency because I think the avocado makes it like a little bit heavier, almost like drinking an acai bowl. Okay. I, I get that, but you don't taste the strong avocado taste. It actually tastes like you can taste berries or whatever other ingredients you put in. Well, when I drink his, I have to say, I taste like the <laughs> whey protein powder a lot. I Okay. Okay. I don't think they're very good. I don't know if it's the avocado. I don't know if it's the oatmeal, but to me, it's very heavy proteiny taste, I think. Hmm, okay. All right. Well, hey, I'm open to it. My mom decided to make it. Hers is a little soupy, so I'll be adding some avocado to it. Okay, that's the one I want. I like the little soupy. Um, our girl, Lindsay Metzelar, is here. We're going to have her on. She is the host and creator of the amazing podcast, We Met at Acme. We love her. Oh, Lindsay! I can't wait to talk to this woman all about sex. She knows everybody who's anybody in New York City. I love all... I really want all the dirt, really, but... <laughs> Okay, so we're bringing in Lindsay. Welcome to the show. Here she is. Lindsay. You guys are hysterical. (laughs) No, you're amazing. And I love listening to your show. And no, don't button anything up. Keep it unbuttoned. You're so hot. I was I was realizing it was a little scandalous. No, don't so do I. It looks like I have I'm topless under here. Just show a little cleavage. Okay, okay, okay. A little bit. We were reading, I didn't realize this about you, that your dream guest is Howard Stern. Yes. And you mentioned him in the email and I was like, oh my God, this is like female Howard Stern. I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay. Why is Howard your dream guest? Because I am obsessed. I I have listened to Howard. Oh my God. Do you, you're probably like too young to even have remembered when he had that late night show on E! No, I vaguely remember that. I mean, I have been a fan of his for a while just because he pushes the envelope and like you know he's a little bit more like he he reeled it back a little bit but he used to really get into it and you know he made some mistakes but he owned up to them (laughs) and he's just really good at getting things out of people and that's the mark i think of a great interviewer yes you know 
100%. And I agree with you. Howard would be my dream interview. But do you ever fantasize about this? Because I fantasize about interviewing Howard. However, I get nervous because I'm like, what would I ask him? Like, what would you want to know from Howard Stern that we don't already know? Well, that's the thing. I mean, he's such an open book in so many ways that, like, there's not a lot left. And maybe that's part of why he doesn't do interviews. But I don't know. Oh, I know. What would you ask him? <sighs> okay, my honestly, so here's the thing. My background is in radio. So what I'm most curious about is how he has managed to keep Robin, to keep Bubba Booey. How has everybody, and look, I know it's a gravy train, so maybe they've all just been smart enough to realize, like, it's not going to get any bigger or better than Howard. But right. to keep, and, and I want to ask you about this, about the call her daddy situation, because we've been obsessed with that story too but it is so difficult to keep egos in check when you're working with a group whether it's a band whether it's a morning show whatever it is so how has he managed to balance all that and keep them together for 25 years that's what i want to know well i feel like it must have to do with like his work ethic like when you work for someone and you respect them and like how they work and what they do and what they put into it then like, you know, your place, but if you work for someone and you think you're doing more than them, that's when like the lines get crossed. I, I mean, that would be a good, a great question to ask him. Right. And then I also feel like, you know, just the standard, like who was your favorite interviewer, you know, whoever you tried to get that was like, no, I'm not going on your show. Like, you know, F you. Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to send you his book, Howard Stern Comes Again. It's his latest book, and he talks about that. One mm. of his biggest regrets, he interviewed Eminem. And poor. It, poor Eminem. He and Robin basically attacked Eminem so much and made fun of him that to this day, this is back in 2001, that Eminem refuses to ever come back on their show and would not even accept an apology from Howard. And that is one of Howard's biggest regrets. Like, he'd love to interview Eminem again. I'm going to send you a copy of the book. There are other people like that that he that he made feel that way that also didn't come back, I think. I forgot who it was, but it was someone that he did apologize to and they accepted his apology. I have to I have to look into that. Well, the other one, okay, okay, we we need to talk about you. But anyway, we are we're both obsessed with <laughs> But the other one, one more, is Robin Williams. So he yes, and Robin... That's, that's what I... Yes. And he never got to apologize yeah. when he died. And then he felt so terrible, as he kind of should, you know, that he left it on those terms where he was a dick to Howard, uh, to Robin Williams. Yes. Oh, anyway, the bo- you'll love the book if you're a Howard fan. I-, I'll, I need to read it. I'll get it to you. Okay. Let's talk about your very popular podcast. You've been in the New York Times as a relationship podcast that everybody must listen to. So Acme, I know what Acme is in New York, but tell us, we met at Acme. What is Acme for people who are just discovering your show? Yeah, so Acme is a bar on the Lower East Side. It's like on Great Jones and Lafayette, I want to say, if you know the city. And it is a really fun, like, hotspot. It's kind of exclusive. Like, you have to know the bouncer to be let down. It's like a restaurant in the front. And then there's a secret bar in the downstairs. And um, I was always, like, I was a little fascinated by it because it never got bad. Like, clubs in New York City are, like, an avocado. Like, they they literally are, like, it's, like, a one-day <laughs> thing. And if you miss the mark, like, it's not fun anymore. It's not nice. Um, but Acme has been going on and on for, like, 
over 20 years. So I was like, okay, this is obviously, you know, a big deal. And I actually, at the time that I made my podcast, I don't even think I've told anyone this. I couldn't get into Acme at that time. It was a girlfriend of mine. Mm -hmm. It was a girlfriend of mine who knew the bouncer and he loved her. And so I would go with her and we would get in. And I just was like, I thought it was so cool. And then I was stalking this couple that I like worship on Insta because everyone has one of those. (laughs) And And they had just gotten married. And in the comments, someone was like, I can't believe they met at Acme. And I was just starting my podcast and I was like, oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. So I just decided to call it. We met at Acme randomly. And then I started getting into Acme. So it was like pretty good deal, you know? (laughs) Yes. You've been to a lot of, you've been like, you've met men at Acme. You always say like the room is great. I was watching your build uh, series interview and you're like, Yeah. yeah, there's always this good amount of people and mix. How do they do that? Yeah, it's a good mix because the bouncers are really good. I mean, there used to be this amazing guy named Patrick at the door and he was <laughs> he was a savage. Like he would be like, You're cute, your friend isn't. Sorry, your friend can what? wait. Your friend's not getting in. You're you're fine. And it was crazy. Wow. Um and and he was like, but he was really good at it. Somehow he got away with it. He made it a really he was just like a cool dude. I mean, he's still around. I don't know why I'm saying past tense, but he's just not the bouncer anymore. Um, and now there's a new guy and he does like the same kind of shtick and just make sure that like there's enough of this kind of person, this kind of person, that kind of person. It's like it's the melting pot of Acme, you know, and so there's always someone interesting enough to meet there. Um, and I've met people there, but no one, no one like, you know, legit. <laughs> Got you. Mm-hmm. So on your show, people get to write in. They get to ask you questions all the time about relationships, and you have some really great guests. You le- you recently had Laura Wasser, the divorce mm. attorney, and uh, Marriage Story, which is on Netflix um, with Scarlett Johansson, which I watched, which is excellent. Is is so loosely based on. No, wait, did, did she sort of pitch the story or it's just based on her? No, it's it's so Laura Dern's character, you know, how she like takes her heels off and gets on the couch. That's yeah. supposed to be um, Laura Wasser in real life. So hot. I- so hot. So hot. <laughs> oh, God. The and movie she, is so she good. crushed. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. But Laura on your show recently had said that you should mm-hmm. never marry anyone that you're not willing to divorce. I loved that nugget, but I'm curious after all these episodes you've done of relationships, do you agree with that? 1000%. 1000%. Like every ex of mine, I wouldn't have wanted to divorce. I'm dating someone now. He's incredible. And I know that if God forbid, you know, we got married and divorced, he would be such a gentleman and so sweet, you know? And it's like, that's the kind of person you want to be with. Like someone who's not going to be turned petty against you, you know? Oh, so that's what it's referring to. Not like, are you able to just let them go at the drop of a hat? No, no. It's just like that when you, if God forbid you divorce them, um, you know, they would be nice to you. Okay. okay. And, and, and how does Laura say that you're supposed to find that out? Because you sort of ask, you, you really have such open conversations or it's just truly about knowing the person. Because I always think that I've always gone under the advice of do a prenup when you're in love with someone, right? Because you you should do a prenup when you guys want the best for each other, not when you're trying to exit. But to me, once you're at the point of exiting, it's always so hard to be amicable, you know? Like somebody always wants out, even if you like each other. Mm. Yeah. No, it's true. And that's why Laura had such a good point. She was like, you know, the way that I work, she was like, if, if I'm, if I'm doing a consultation with a couple and one of them's like, I want to gut the other one, then I'm like, sorry, I'm not working with you because I want people who like 
genuinely can think to why we were together in the first place and actually like take that goodness into the divorce um, and, you know, have have the like, good divorce relations. But I agree with you with the prenup. Like you should totally do a prenup when you're in love. Because also like when else are you going to do a prenup after you're already <laughs> married and you're fighting? Like, no, like that's not it's it's like the prenup and the money's up. You need to talk about that before you before you like even get engaged, I think. Lindsay, will you do a prenup? Because wow. I, I got married almost a year ago. No prenup because I want <laughs> I want 75 percent of everything that he has. Like I, I'm going I, I want it all. I get that. I get that. Andrea, are you are you married? Are you, do you have a prenup situation? Oh, who me? No, I, I'm in a long-term relationship with my boyfriend, but uh, but I don't think we're gonna do. We haven't even talked about marriage at all. <laughs> right. I mean, here's the thing. I think that a standard prenup is great. There's no problem with a standard prenup. It's not awkward. The standard prenup just says what was mine before we got married is mine after we got married, and everything in between will split 50-50. And if you don't make any amendments to that, there's no awkwardness. And it's just you saying, like, listen, you know, God, like, my grandma passed away and she gave me, like, 10,000 bucks. And, like, it's not a big, it's not a big amount, but, like, maybe I want it if, God forbid, something were to happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's things that, like, had nothing to do with them that you're just, like, you know, like, maybe I want to, like, buy a divorced car, you know? Like, who knows? Oh, hell yeah. That is true. All right. Maybe I'll ask for a post-nup. Like now that we're like one year. Uh, guys, we are joined today. If you're on the live stream and you have any relationship question, this is your woman. Lindsay Metzlar is the host of We Met at Acme. The podcast is so good. She has amazing guests. I want to get into, and you're also a big astrology person, which I mm. didn't realize until I got to be a part of your live show here at City Winery in DC. So I, I want you to tell us what our signs mean because I'm not really I'm not really into it. But why is astrology so big for you? Well, if I remember correctly, Sarah, you're an Aquarius, right? I am. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so I need to know, Andrea, when's your birthday? Yes, mine's August 13th. I'm a Leo. Oh, perfect! It's like you and your husband, Sarah. It's like you guys are opposites. Yes, and opposites like do really well together. Um, but okay, so going back, so. So what do you want to know? Um, just like the general personality traits of your signs, why you what, like how opposites work together. <sighs> okay, I feel like I know my positives, but I want to know what are the weaknesses of Aquarians? Like, mm. What do they need to work on? So, yeah, well, Aquarians can sometimes um, be contrarians in a lot of ways. Um, like they don't often want to do what everyone else is doing. So sometimes they rebel and things like that. Um, they also, I'm trying to think, um, they kind of, they're like in their own world a lot of the time. Um, and it can be construed as being self oriented when in reality, they're actually very altruistic people. Um, it's hard to explain. Like there's such a spectrum of Aquarians, right? Like, um, we have Ellen DeGeneres, who has gotten some shit right recently yes. but we also but we also have oprah who's like the a gift to the world mm-hmm. so there's so aquarians are i think are one of the most um diverse 
signs when it comes to personality, I would say. Whereas Leos are just very straightforward. Like they love being the center of attention. They're like the lion of the Zodiac. They protect fiercely. Um, you know, it's like, don't mess, don't mess with the Leo. And they come with a lot of innate confidence. And actually both signs have in common, both Aquarius and Leos are either feeling really confident or not confident at all. Um, mm. And and like that's an interesting trait that you guys both have in common. You go back and forth um, between like feeling like the most confident person in the world to um, to being hard on yourself. That's so accurate because Nailed when it. I have bad days, Sarah will lift me up and the vice versa. Mm. That's so funny. I think we work really well together. I think my question is, and I know someone else, um, they said, Jennifer, my husband and I are both cancers and I date a Leo, but we're both oh. like, I'm Leo one, he's Leo three. Oh. So what's your advice for people that are the same sign, but still different? Is it possible? Interesting. I do think it's possible. I, I actually have seen a few Leos together. Um, and I, I personally, um, I think Leo women are so much better than Leo men. Um, <laughs> but if a Leo man is developed, then he's great, you know, and like he's, he's super solid. Um, okay. I think two cancers together can definitely work, but both very emotional. Um, yeah. so they both need to like nurture each other and not like be the one that needs to be nurtured. They need to take turns like a lot. Um, I think two signs can work. Personally, I'm a Libra. I would never date another Libra. <laughs> I I find that Libra guys are like a little effeminate for me and like kind of like too charming. Like I don't want you to be too charming. You know what I mean? Like stay in your in your lane of like being my I, I'm actually dating a sign that's technically not compatible with me. Um Ooh. but it all has to do with the rest of your chart, which I'm sure you've heard astrologers say. It's not just your sun sign. It's like your moon sign, your rising sign, and all the other things. So when two people message me and they're like, oh my God, tell me, like, Scorpios and Capricorns, are they compatible? I'm like, yeah, but we have to know what else you're working with here, which is based on the time you're born. Now, Lindsay, wait, do you go see a regular astrologist? I mean, you're pretty versed yourself, but do you have anybody that you like that, like, continues to kind of help you and guide you? Yeah. So fun fact, I learned that astrologist is not a thing and they prefer to be called astrologer. I learned this recently when I was doing a podcast with an astrologer oh. um, and I kept calling her an astrologist and she's like, I'm not an astrologist. And I was like, oh, okay. oh sorry, sorry. Um, well, now I know. Um, but I actually, I have one woman, her name's Diana. She's wonderful. She's based in the city. I went to her for a reading. She's also like a psychic. Um, and so I will ask her questions every now and then, but I just basically did two readings with her and I feel like I know everything, um, which I definitely don't, but she was wonderful. <laughs> Ooh, she was really spot on. Really spot on. Have you guys ever had a reading? I don't think I've done, we just had this Lettermond card reader. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's like ancient Gaelic card reading, kind of like tarot. She just gave me a reading, oh, yeah. which kind of turned out to be freakishly accurate and like I'd gone to a psychic a couple of years ago and she completely she met me actually when I was doing a tv appearance and she like completely read me and then she was like call me call me I have so much to tell you and then when I called her she like had no idea who I was she gave me a complete opposite <laughs> reading like she was like oh there's something with your heart when you're 44 so I called her and then she's like there's something with your feet when you're like 30 <laughs> I'm like 
wait a minute what are you yeah, just like no. plugging in this isn't so then i was off psychics for a while but maybe i'll do the astral okay we, we're supposed to call her what an astrologist an astrologer an astrologer, an astrologer. oh god i mess that up all the time um look i one of, one of the things i adore about you is you're very well connected and you seem to have you know the scoop on lots of things now on your show recently you revealed that you talked to sophia from call her daddy we were obsessed with the call her daddy story for a lot of reasons but Sophia, of course, is the is the one that is on the out, I guess, for lack of a better word, is not a part right. of the show anymore. And right. you'd said, look, I, I don't know if I'm going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it unless she sort of allows me to. So tell us, are you going to talk further in depth or is she a potential guest for your show? Well, before I get into that, I would love to know your stances on the situation. Oh, God. Well, for okay, here, here's mine. And this goes back to Howard. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never short of an opinion. Okay, this goes back to Howard and Robin. I was devastated for them both because my theory is this. I've been a part of a very successful, very high-paid morning show that was on its way to replace Elvis Duran. And then everybody fought and it all dissolved. So my first thing is I said, let me become their mediator. I want to come to New York. I will get these two to back together because they're never going to be as strong, separate as they will together. They've got to find a way to work this out. And personally i feel like barstool sports should have done more to take this situation offline even though i know it seems like they hostily kind of sent dave portnoy a contract or whatever they wanted but these guys are money they should have been making way more than 75 way more than a hundred thousand dollars a year they're a great mm-hmm. combo so my take is this i wish and i hope they can come back together because i think they're stronger together now, I don't know. Maybe Sophia, I don't know her personally, so maybe she really doesn't want to be in the podcasting business anymore. But that was my take. You know, with Barstool, you know they're going to do stuff to, like, ratchet up the situation. So I think yes. you knew there were going to be videos and all this stuff on Sophia, which obviously I think went too far. And then Peter Nelson, you know, wanted to dial it back. So I wish they'd stayed together. That's where I stand. I like both of them. There are two more dream interviews. I would interview both those ladies because I think what they had was magic. Hero breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby. Every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. 
Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frasier 20. That's F-R-A-S-E-R. The number's two zero. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. So there's yeah. my take. Okay. Yeah. And Andrea, you feel the same way? Love that. I feel the same way. I think especially with friendships that go into it as friends first and then they start a business together, you've got to lay down the contracts first to understand. When I watched their vlogs, it did seem like Alex was holding the camera all the time. She was editing. And Sophia was not necessarily doing the work, but she was still super involved. So yeah, I don't take sides with either one of them. I do wish them the best, but I really do think they should have figured things out prior. I think together they Mm -hmm. make magic. I love watching them. I'm addicted to just like their vocal fry and everything they have to say about gluck gluck. I love it. And I don't think they can, you can, you can't recreate that with anyone else. And there's never going to be another call her daddy. But yeah, I I just don't take sides. I think it's really sucky in the situation, how it ended now that Alex is back with Barstool. And I don't even know what Sophia is doing. So we're we're really interested to hear your take, especially talking to Sophia, because I think Alex came out with that YouTube video and we haven't heard a lot from Sophia's perspective. Right. Well, I think, first of all, like put yourself in Sophia's position for a second. Like your friend, before this all happened, your partner was getting paid more than you and did not tell you i agree did not tell you and did not say by the way i think you can can make just as much as me um if you do x y and z and not only would you be making just as much as i would and we'd be really feeling even um but you'd be helping me because i can't do all this editing you know what i mean it's like Mm -hmm. there was clearly a lack of communication from the beginning that was the problem so I think before this even erupted, um, Sophia was in 
like a more unfortunate position because she was like lied to, you know, by her partner about how much she was making. Um, And I think that maybe Sophia would have understood if Alex was like, by the way, I do all the work. Um, If you want to do more, you can make the same, but if not, let's just keep it as is. And like, we're cool. Um, So I think that happened going into it. Right. And then I think like, Listen, so yeah, I think there's definitely a point of contention of the fact that Sophia has this boyfriend and Alex is single. And I have, you know, been in so many situations where, um, you know, friends of mine who are single are not able to like be happy for me or Mm -hmm. looking or are only there for me when like I tell them the bad stuff about a relationship. And I think that there was, whether she would admit it or not, part of Alex that was feeling like she just got this boyfriend and now she wants to do all this shit and like blah, 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 and it's not okay. Um, Whereas like the reality is, I think they needed someone to come in and say, you're not getting paid enough. Who cares if it was a man or a woman? Someone, they needed an outside perspective to be like, this is how it should be. Like I'm, you know, a suit man as they, as they call him. Right. Right. And so it was great that they were negotiating that and they were starting to get what they wanted. And I think there was this interception in a Dave and Alex conversation where Dave kind of made her think like, you don't need this girl. You don't need her. Like we got you at Barstool, blah, blah, blah. Because I think he just wanted to shut them up at that right. point. And he knew that Alex was like a bar, more of a barstool type fan person and would like go for her. So whether or not he manipulated her, I can't say for sure. Um, but based on my conversations with Sophia, um, this is the take that I've gotten. And then, you know, you know what happened after that. And so I think uh, I will reveal that Sophia told me that she doesn't see a reconciliation happening ever. Really? In friendship, not necessarily professionally. Exactly. I've been there. But you know what, Lindsay, you brought up a great point, which is it is actually, and I I do take, I have a lot of empathy for Sophia, because once you're lied to in a team situation like that, even like you said, even if Sophia maybe wasn't editing audio, wasn't editing video, right there, that is a huge hurdle to then try to overcome. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. you both are reaping the awards of this success. You're showing up. Sure, one person is doing a little bit more of the work, but you're right. And that that's something I think that kind of got has gotten brushed under the rug is that's a big deceit. Exactly. And I think so the reason Sophia wanted to negotiate renegotiate that contract so badly is because she was making even less than Alexandra. The reason Alexandra hadn't said anything is because she was making more. Right. You know, and so and so for Alex to say, like, what what are you doing? Like, um, you know, it's it's enough for me. Then Sophia's, of course, going to be confused. What do you mean? I make, you know, 30 percent less than you. It's not enough for me. And exactly. That was the the initial problem. You can't I, lie to your partners. Oh, my God. Right. This is another Howard Stern topic I could talk about, because, I mean, the fact that these women were trending, one of the only sets of women trending in the top five of the most listened to podcasts every single week and were making 75,000 while you have Joe Rogan making what, 78, 88,000 per episode. It's 
Yeah, I mean, there's so many Crazy. angles. Crazy. Okay, yeah. let's talk about all your relationship advice. You have amazing advice. I I love your delivery. It's hysterical. And we have some <laughs> ongoing discussions on this show. Talk to me about small penises. I'm probably one of the only women that enjoys a small penis. Do you find... Mm. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, Why? this is what I love about Lindsay. She's just like, mm, okay. Why? I need to know because Lindsay, you need to go work harder. Have you ever had a monster penis? It is the most painful thing. After you are having sex for an hour with a nine inch large dick, it is like, I mean, honest to God, it's like you're riding a rodeo horse that you can't get off. I, yeah. Yeah. So I enjoy, I find that the smaller peen men are willing to work harder in bed and it's less pain, but I don't know, maybe it's my vaginal canal. We we, we like medium size on the Haperish podcast. Medium, we call it schmedium. Schmedium. Yeah, I think schmedium is good. I personally prefer a schmedium to large, like somewhere <laughs> in between. Um, but I do agree with you. I think that it's easier to have an orgasm if it's not so big, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think there's some sort of pressure it needs to be. I hope no one in my family is listening to me right now. There's some sort of pressure that it needs to like, it needs to like rub up against like, you know, the, you know, um, and if it's too big, it's just so up there that it's not doing what it needs to be doing necessarily. Um, so I, I see what you mean. Um, I, I, I do agree, you know, smaller, smaller penis works harder. Personally, I'm one of the gals that doesn't love being gone down on. Like, can't thank you. Can't really have an orgasm from that. So it's important to me that your peen does what I need it to do. And sometimes that doesn't happen when it's small. Medium, yes. Small. No. Okay, that is a great point because we've also been debating on this show. I think it was a Slate.com article where essentially Mm. a woman had asked she was going down on her man way more than he was on her. And she wanted her friends were Mm. like, look, this is inequality in a relationship. What is your take on that? Bless Um, you. Bless you. So much pollen over here. Um, (laughs) So I think that's complete inequality. I also wonder, and I really need you guys to give me an answer here. How often do you think that you should give your man head to completion? Mm, interesting. Because oh. I'll always start off, right? And right, then the, start off. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, then then to completion, that's a whole other subject. Sarah, you go first. I'm sort of a lunatic. So, I mean, I would do that for <laughs> Dan, like, I, multiple times a week. But, you know, I'm crazy. I'm oh, like, wow. really? And, 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 she, and she, you won't expect it back, though. You never expect now, it back. I do expect it back now. At first, I didn't, but now I demand it, and he gets really annoyed, and then he'll try to walk out of the room, <laughs> and I'm like, you get back here. I mean, we have a really playful relationship, so... Right. But I'm definitely, I mean... He honestly, I'm so sexual. He'll often refer to me as his little pervert because I'm so like I'm always totally over the top. So don't ask me. I mean, I'd be doing that all the time. But I say, okay. I yeah. say a couple times, a, maybe once a month. What do you think is like re- normal? Mm-hmm. I think once a month is good, right? Yeah, I if it's too. a good month, I'll do it twice to completion. But it to me, I, and also he. Is we don't live together, so when we do see each other, it's not like a race to do oral. It's more of just like being together. I think so. Absence makes the heart go stronger or grow fonder, whatever you say. But yeah, I feel like mm -hmm. twice a month is good. I agree. I'm actually going to do a poll question, which we do on our Instagram, to confirm or deny 
what we're talking about. I, but I agree once a month. And also it's because like I have my period once a month and sometimes I do want to have period sex, but sometimes I don't want you near that. And so in return, I will be kind and, you know, do that to completion. <laughs> yes. And you bring a great point. We have also talked about period sex. We have never found a man that's super into it, but we both know someone who the guy was mm. obsessed with it and actually wanted it. That's weird. I've actually also heard a story that a guy liked to go down on his yes, girlfriend yes, get her period. We oh. hear that all the time. I've got to do a special just on guys that want to do that. Yeah. yeah. AJ and I both have girlfriends that have dated guys that are really into that. And we're like, where do you find these men? So nasty. Like, it's what is so it? not for me. So- yes. Yeah, so not for us. Is it vampire? What's the deal? Like, what is going on? It must be vampire. I think a lot of guys are also, like, obsessed with the fact that, like, we have a menstrual cycle and that like we ovulate, you know, like there are guys that like get turned on by those things that make us so different than them. So maybe it's something about that. I don't know. Okay. You asked some killer questions, by the way, we met at Acme is the IG that people need to follow. You asked some great questions on your story, but what are the ones that people ask you over and over again? I loved the other day on your show. I think someone asked you like, hi, should I be wanting to spend time with my boyfriend during quarantine? And you're like, why are you asking me this? If you have to ask me this, what are some of the ones that people ask over and over? People are always asking, like, how do I get them to define the relationship? How do I get, like, my, Mm. you know, my boyfriend um, to, like, answer what are we, you know? And it's like, don't ask that question. No one wants to be asked what are we. And also, I feel like if you have to ask, that's a red flag in itself, right? Right, right. Right. In your past experience, what has been the most common thing? For me, I just wait for the guy to introduce me as his girlfriend. And then I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) I guess I'm your girlfriend. That one's hard. Uh, So that works. I also sometimes like I'll be like, you know, you you have to ask me. Like if they refer to me as their girlfriend, I'm like, you have to, you know, you have to ask me, you know, it's like. I could be dating 10 other guys. Right. Like, how do you know I'm really your girlfriend? (laughs) And so I think that shows them that like, that you know they have to ask and then and then we are officially official um mm-hmm. but i there there have been times though where they introduce me as their girlfriend and then i'm like oh really and they're like yeah and i'm like okay <laughs> well now i know hey. um but there has to be some addressing of the the conversation for sure Okay, then what and you also recommend like, is it three dates in a night? Like lots of times you like to do kind of Mm. how how do you describe that? Tell us about that. Yeah, I I think like, you know, a lot of the time it's a numbers game and you don't want (laughs) to waste your time on like, you know, first of all, you don't want to spend more than like three hours or even an hour and a half on a first date, especially because it's like, don't you have anywhere else to be? It's not, it's not cute. So it's perfect perfect if you triple book because you're like, oh, I actually, you know, I'm meeting a friend in in 30 minutes. It was so great to get to know you. And if they're really into you, they're going to want more. Um, So why not triple book? You know, it's like triple the the chance of, of meeting someone great. 
That is so good. I wish I had known that advice back in the day because I would spend four hours on these dates for at the Uh, end, the guy to reveal that he still wasn't divorced and he had three kids. And I'm like, are you kidding? How did you not lead with that? I can't believe I'm here. Oh my God. I've gone on the worst dates ever. I I needed you eight years ago. So bad. I've gone on a date with a guy who sadly used to advertise on this podcast and his brother was a professional clown who then wanted to come out and do like, (laughs) yeah, he wanted to do animal balloons on our first date. That's amazing. I've oh also gone on a date with a guy for hours who th- he asked me out. Then we went out on, he was like, oh, I'm, I, he ran like a soccer league. He's like, oh, I just have to go to our soccer party, which was on a boat. We got out on a boat on the Potomac only for me to be the VIP host. And he was like, do you mind just like getting on the microphone and saying a few words? He basically got me for a free talent fee. I'm I'm telling you, I needed you back in the day. Um, Okay. I I also wanted to ask you really quickly because she just got fired overnight, but she was another recent guest on your show. Is it Kristen? How do I say her last name? Doubt? Kristen Doty. Doty. Doty from Doughty from Vanderpump Rules. She was on talking about her new relationship. Were you... We don't really watch Vanderpump Rules on Bravo. Of course, we know Stassi, you know, but um, that was pretty recent. Were you sh- were you shocked at those firings? I was definitely shocked at the firings. Um, you know, I had heard murmurs of that story in the past. I have a good friend who is very close with the cast, like outside mm-hmm. of the show. Um, and so right as those came up, I, I messaged her she was the one that connected me with Chris in the first place. And I was like, what is going on? You know, like, I didn't know this about them. And she's like, well, you know, that's not like 100% of the story. And she told me some inside scoop that I had not previously known about. Um, and it was actually in their favor. But I think it doesn't matter what the real story is. Yeah. Um, and I think Kristen touched upon this in her addressing of the situation. It's like, you are you, like exerting your white privilege if you can if you call the cops on someone who's black because they're not going to be treated fairly and you know that so it doesn't really matter what they do to you um you know unless your life is in actual danger you don't need to get the cops involved and i think that they realize that and i think that bravo knew that if they weren't going to fire these people they were going to be in um hot water so i think Mm. that's how the situation unfolded. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she was... And and I haven't listened to that episode that you did with her, but she's in a new relationship, right? She's in a new relationship. She has a new boyfriend. He was like a friend of a friend, like kind of in their peripheral crew for a while. He sounds great. She's actually an Aquarius, um, too. She, she, like, she seems like a really great person who is in a really great, um, you know, time in her life. Um, and who has done the work on herself. So it is unfortunate that this from her past has circulated, but maybe it just shows her that she needs to do even more work. And maybe it was time for her and Stassi to move on from Vanderpump Rules and do something else with their lives. So I think it all probably happened for a reason. Oh my God, you're so good at that. And I love following your stuff. You know, you are speaking up on Black Lives Matter and Black issues, and you're so confident in it. And I I think you're just a great example. So I enjoy following. Have you always been outspoken? I mean, you just seem like you just have a great voice and also amplifying people of color. So has that always been a passion of yours? Yeah, I mean, I've always been like 
you know, going back to astrology, I'm a Libra and we're all about fairness and equality. And if something's not fair, like even, you know, growing up with a sister, like if she was getting a sweater, I was getting that sweater. And I just <laughs> like, I have to speak up when, um, something that I see is just not fair, whether that's, um, you know, something for black lives matter or things in a friendship or someone in a bad relationship for them. And I think, um, you know, with everything that happened with George Floyd and, and everything that's going on, it like ignited that part of me. That's like, I need to speak up about this. Um, I, cause this is really who I am inside. It's someone who, who does think that, you know, people need to be equal. And, yeah. and like, I've always been like a feminist, you know? Um, and so I, I've, I've spoken up on those issues before and, um, I've spoken up in the past about my feelings on Trump. And I think this just like brought everything even more out in the open. And I was like, it's time. To oh my just God. Open up. Well, you're amazing. You're so great to listen to and follow. We met at Acme is the podcast. It's the Instagram as well. It's all your platforms. I just adore you. I loved being a part of your live show in January. You did a great job. I thought oh, on getting this hilarious cast. I was telling everybody watching <laughs> the show prior. You, I was sitting next to this guy who was all of 21. I don't know if you remember him. He was like newly in a relationship. Yeah. I think you were talking about women who like, how long maybe till you would have sex with someone and I was like 30 minutes and this sweet little guy was like oh I would need to respect her I'm like oh to be 21 anyway you did a great job handling him and some of the other guys on the pit it was hysterical it was such a fun night oh my god I love that <laughs> oh yeah, anyway we just we adore you we hope you make it back to DC because we would just love to have you on again and and maybe Definitely. we'll be in New York when this passes too and we can all get drinks because yes. you're a treat one of the best podcasts out there thank you for amplifying other female podcast voices guys if you don't already follow and subscribe to Lindsay's podcast it is we met at Acme check it out Lindsay you were awesome Thank Woo. you guys. And also I need you to come on my podcast too. So stay tuned for uh, that. We can't oh. wait. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> Love you so much, Lindsay. Bye, Enjoy guys. the day. Bye. Bye. Me bye. Too. Bye. Yeah. You guys, if you have any follow-up questions for her, she's just five star. I love her delivery. She's a trip. And she's never afraid to comment on things like the call her dad. I, I love that she always takes a stance. So we met at Acme is the podcast all about dating in New York, but the relationship advice transcends no matter what city you're in. Um AJ, where can people find you and follow you? What a day. We do love it. I know so many people in the show. You guys always at Andrea Lopez Comedy. I'll be putting up some impressions and book me on Cameo. And I usually will answer DMs. Okay, so just hit me up. Say and what's up. Say hey. And I'll talk back to you. Love you guys. DMer. Guys, we're so in love with you. This show would not be possible without you. So thank you, Kat, Tina, Kadar, Michael, Melinda, all for joining. Um, you can follow at HeyFrage on all platforms and share today's show with someone who has never heard of us. We love you. We also saw Ryan on there. He was desperately 18 looking for hot sex. We had, desperately looking for love. We had to block him because he was spamming for 10,000 times. Ryan, hang in there. We'll We'll unblock you and then only send us like three messages. We'll hook you up. All right. Bye, everybody. We love you. Bye, everybody. Bye.